Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. We're here at the offices of uh, Satsure and Kelaid EO and uh, basically we're going to talk about how Satsure has grown to be a 120 member team and is now looking to operate its own constellation of satellites. Today we have here Arpan who is uh, leading the Kelaid EO team and uh, Arpan thank you so much for spending the time with us and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you thank you NP again uh, for uh, meeting us in our offices and taking this uh, a time to to kind of uh, share your thoughts and views along with us let's have a entertaining discussion on this. Right so let's begin with uh, you know what Satyar initially started with and you know how the journey has gone into Kaleido so basically i would love to have you talk about you know the inception of satyar and the mission that satyar began with and then you can maybe follow up that with uh, how that has led into this idea of having uh, an earth observations okay um let's let's rewind back to 2017 i think uh, so uh, pratip and i go all the way back from um, ist days i mean um, i knew him but unfortunately during that time when satyur was being set up i was in the us and uh, but i i was always in the follow following kind of a path of of uh, the satyur culture and uh, pratip along with uh, abhishek and rashmit kind of uh, came together to lay the foundation of satyur and uh, they were initially just exploring i i think the agricultural space and how can they bring satellite data into that uh, system they, they they didn't have any products basically let's be honest about it they were still finding their path around that uh, but yeah through through trial and uh, uh, error through discovery through talking to customers through figuring out various use cases uh, hustling working out on on various um, unique problems that are you you know um relevant to the indian demography and and the situations of uh, say marginal farmers and how to bring credit so it it all like culminated together in about i would say two odd years it took to by the end of 2019 satsure had its first product in terms of uh, some some form of uh, agri insurance um uh, lending portfolio management service it was more of a service and not of a product so what they did was they kind of went to the banks and said hey we can integrate into your backend we can uh, bring the uh, remote sensing data we can analyze the fields we can give you what is what is the risk associated with this uh, xyz portfolio of a farmer now uh, then the rest is history i guess i mean satyur has uh, uh, gone tremendously um, uh multi uh, it has multiplied and and now as of now we are a strong member of 120 
but as of last year and possibly as of this date we were a team of oddly 30 odd members so the transition has been very rapid the transition has been uh, very uh, multifold and we are we are slowly discovering our foothold and place in the industry but it is it is uh, happy to note that we have established our products in in the this thing that uh, we are now recognized by the bureaus we are recognized by the uh, uh, all the banks and and portfolios and uh, even to the extent that they have invested in in our journey as well and uh, yeah coming coming to the next part of it of the, of the growth journey was um, yeah we have all this data we have understood what what fits into the agri segment but there is a whole uh, you know thousand other applications in the remote sensing world to solve and we obviously do understand and be and are humble about it that we cannot solve all of them but let us let us figure out what's next and the next obviously was um, there is a huge demand in the infrastructure monitoring segment and that's where uh, as of last year we started exploring what are the uh, what is the business canvas let's try and build that something around that and that's where the journey took us into um, understanding the pain points in in infrastructure monitoring in um, in acquiring uh, drone data a lot of customers came back to us and said hey uh, can you monitor this but at this price point now this is a very unique challenge um, in in the developing and uh, so um, so called transitioning uh, part of the world is that you have to have solutions in a specific segment and and specific uh, uh, price point to kind of close the business case otherwise uh, you cannot apply the same uh, unit economics as goes in the west or in europe for that matter so yeah we, uh, it took us a good time to understand these we did our discovery and we learned that um, um, you know to solve this um, large large area analytic problems it is uh, it is it is important that we have access to our own data because the data uh, the price point at which data is available from standard commercial operators and things like that is uh, is challenging to close the business case and therefore we started working uh, on two aspects simultaneously one was building on the high resolution analytics portfolio which we call as satsure skies and uh, next was yes working on a unique payload that can integrate or basically what we call today as vertical integration along with the products that Satsure currently builds is how do we create a unique payload that uh, kind of merges seamlessly into that uh, product itself and therefore that led to the origin of Calidio where our idea is to have um, a as, as, as the first phase of Calidio's uh, growth journey would be to launch a fleet of four high-resolution uh, multispectral optical satellites. Uh, I'm, I'm talking high-resolution in the sense of around one meter. And uh, obviously, it would cater to very high-resolution and high-swath analytics problems, which is uh, so-called holy grail of uh, remote sensing and how do you capture a data in, in one pass and things like that, right? So yeah, that has been our growth journey and we have, uh, I have my um, uh, friend and colleague, both from my bachelor days, Akash, kind of working with me along with Pratip in leading this uh, new subsidiary that we have formed. Right. Thank you so much uh, for that explanation. So I would love to have your uh, insights into, you know, what do you think is the 
bridge between like the upstream and the downstream because today I think uh, there's a lot of uh, gap between what the upstream companies can produce as satellites. Sometimes people go with the form factor. They say, okay, what can I do in a CubeSat? <laughs> then they try to sell that imagery. Or on the other side, uh, you know, sometimes people look at uh, either building a one meter resolution satellite or they may not care about the swath because they care about the resolution uh, and they want the satellite to be still smaller because of the aperture size and so on, right? So there are all of these sometimes misconceptions because uh, people either want to limit the cost per satellite or you know the then you know the price of the imagery because the cost of the satellite is lower. But uh, is that what the market really wants? What does really you know people in the end user segment want? And obviously because you guys are uh, you know already working with the end user segment to a large extent, I'm sure that you have an understanding of what the end user really wants. So what is the, what are your learnings in this process? And uh, you know what can you share around these topics? Okay, um, okay. Let let me start with the uh, concept of that. Finally, a uh, customer or, or the target client that whatever in the commercial, it may be commercial, it may be institutional, it may be uh, so-called open source data, whatever it, the solution. Uh, but finally, it's, it's a problem statement, right? At, at the end of it, um, all they care about is whether you are able to solve their problem statement. If that is not solved, uh, no matter how much data I have, or maybe the flood of data that is existing in the market, yes, no doubt we have a lot of data in the market, but is it ready to be consumed? Is it analytic ready? Um, then I come to the, uh, I typically take this reference, do we have enough translators and product builders around it? So when I say translators, uh, I need remote sensing folks that capability building inside a team. When I say uh, kind of product builders, obviously it has to be data analysts and uh, a product development team. So unless we have this entire stack of a data um, that is obviously consumable, a translator and a data product builder around it, we will never be able to close that entire loop of delivering a solution to a client or a customer. So much of our journey is, has always been backward is first we go talk to the client, we understand their problem statements. Then we define a product and um, an envelope under which we can work around it. Um, then we kind of, uh, yes, work out backwards in, in what would those mean into a remote sensing terminology, i.e. what are those technical uh, specifications that, that would make meaningful uh, contribution to that product building because gone are the days when service would make sense like you know you cannot cannot continue as a service oriented company for very long in the eo industry we have well established that a lot of people have tried and uh, you know uh, not to uh, kind of a recent uh, eo company kind of folded up as an example of that uh, segment and uh, yes so Coming to that, we have to understand that we have to build products, something that can be verticalized. There is a different concept, right? You have to verticalize across a solution and you still have to do a vertical integration like we are doing is like we are going from analytics back into upstream, right? I.e. going from downstream to upstream, that transition across from building an application layer, uh, a full engine behind it to kind of power that software and obviously uh, data capacity and data sovereignty in, in from a, not, not from a national uh, or country perspective, but sovereignty from a program or a, a company's perspective, right? So once we have accessed all these with meaningful meshing across the different layers, then only 
you know you have a complete solution or so called holistic solution that that would be my take and uh, what we have done is in kalidio um transitioned by understanding obviously the high risk analytics segment we have taken a thorough survey with our customers we have sat in their offices and explained learned from them what is it they are trying to solve we defined uh, the specs of our satellites and the sensors that we are going to send as part of the first fleet based on those inputs we have not gone the other way and defined hey this is my resolution these are my bands um take it or leave it this this is this is not an approach that's going to work anymore you cannot have data thrusted down your throat let's be blunt about it you will have to work um, the other way you have to understand talk talk to the people who are on the ground who face these challenges and uh, define why you want to and justify why you want a satellite or a sensor in space right again that was uh, really interesting to learn from you uh the follow up that i really wanted to ask you is um you know you said that uh, you are looking to establish uh, four satellites uh four satellites are still uh, you know a reasonable number of satellites to have some, to get some data but not for very high frequency uh kind of applications because you probably need a lot more satellites uh, for very high frequency kind of applications that are out there so is this a kind of a pilot phase that you are looking at uh, to validate certain things or to then move into a more high frequency uh kind of a data acquisition or do you believe it satisfies all the initial you know product market fit that you want to probably achieve with these four satellites uh what is the roadmap where uh, you know you're looking to establish uh, with these four satellites what are you trying to prove with these four satellites all right so um coming to the four satellites um we did not come up with the idea of four satellites we just went with the um, kind of the scaling potential and and the uh, market demand that we see both uh, from the shatsource internal requirement and its growth trajectory which is essentially feeding first as the primary um, demand for kaledio itself um so that is part a the part b is as what the geographies we are trying to uh, put go into what are the new product launches that we are aiming for in the time and uh, how do we see the sky's portfolio the high resolution analytics uh, growing so uh, based on that we kind of came to the idea that four satellites are good enough to uh, get the coverage that we want with the necessary repetitivity because uh, what you want at the end of the day is not to visit a point six times a day in the commercial space let's be let's be clear about it there are very few applications there is a very niche market for it and there are operators like planet and uh, you know those those people they are doing it well uh, i don't need to be uh, going and trying to uh, build my solutions for that market um but if i our fleet is very dedicated to commercial applications civilian applications at a price point that is affordable so the unit economics drives the number of satellites and obviously the coverage and the repetitivity demand that they have so most of the applications that we kind of uh, um, surveyed or understood during our uh, initial phase was you you would probably need uh, change monitoring assessment every 15 odd days so with four satellites and the uh, resolution and the swath that we have from our constellation we can give you give analytics ready data on a repeat basis every 9 to 10 days and uh, if you so need Uh, optical information ie uh, not analytics necessarily you have daily repetitivity already with four satellites that's the usp of our fleet is that we have married 
are being very successful in, in marrying this high resolution, which is at one meter with a SWOT of 65 kilometers. So when you combine these kind of uh, numbers from very low Earth orbit of about 375 kilometers that we are targeting for, you are, you are able to get a good repetitivity, a very reasonable repetitivity in terms of both consumable data that we can access. And that's very, very important. We, have, we are making that distinction very clear that the data needs to be consumable. We are, we are not asking for 15 degree off nodded data, which is not analytics ready. You cannot feed that into a product and expect a solution out of it. Again, a very interesting answer. And I guess your experience uh, speaks, you know, while you are talking about this. Um, again, you know, obviously trying to build something uh, on the upstream is a lot harder uh, with the uncertainties of space, uh, you know, that brings along with it. And obviously when you're doing something downstream, you have the ability to correct on the fly and you know do all of these runs where you can do a lot of, lot of trials you can fix a lot of bugs uh, in the front end back end you know, all kinds of things right so what is uh, your execution strategy and you know given that you are also based here in bangalore uh, there's also the pool of talent that you need who understand either building cameras or satellites and all of these things right so what is it that you are today looking to put together as a part of the team and the execution so that Calidio, uh, the starting of it is, uh, you know, obviously successful. Uh, okay, let's let's break it down into two parts that, I mean, um, so Calidio is, is building, obviously, the Argus satellites, which we are calling as the first fleet. Um, but that fleet also has this unique capacity of uh, doing uh, uh, a large area imaging capacity per day we are talking about a million square kilometers per day in terms of imaging capacity but also utilizing ai on the edge so as as satsure has been developing its capacity across its journey of using ai ml to derive insights we are we are transitioning from the phase of using it on ground on cloud to space so we are this unique juncture of where we are building a both hardware and software capability inside the team in Calidio. So we, we are dedicating some resources, a lot of resources, I would say, towards CapEx building uh, or building uh, technological capacity um, in high resolution imaging, which is the payload. But also since we have this AI ML component, we spend a lot of uh, you know um, our bandwidth, so to say, in developing these algorithms that can extract the maximum out of that imaging capacity because not all of it is downloadable right we, we understand that the entire satellite industry is bottlenecked by the amount of data that you can um, downlink so there is a specific amount of uh, conops trade off uh, concept of operations trade off that you can do uh, per day so once we have traded off and maintained the balance we went around uh, uh, understanding our priorities and kind of uh, uh, build that capacity both in india and outside, um, in-house and through partnerships. So let, let me be very clear that we are not uh, restricted in terms of how we are uh, strategically building the um, solution or kind of uh, responding to the demand on that. Um, wherever we have found talent, we have partnered um, or, or tried to get them on board on the team. And we currently work with a lot of consultants and consultancy houses. In, in executing a lot of these payload hardware challenges and building on the expertise of the new space community, very specifically uh, in Europe right now. Uh, our opticals, our electronics, uh, our uh, AI ML, um, the computing platform itself, all of these are through partnerships. 
what we have in house as of today in execution is we define design and execute the program uh, through this so we we do not have the assets or the infrastructure inside sure to do all the hardware heavy uh, integration testing and all that so all of this is happening through partnerships um, a very interesting approach because you are de-risking and uh, i guess you have very well defined uh, you know what you really need and how do you uh, approach this uh, to be you know successful uh, as such um, so just further moving on um, you know let's take a scenario where uh, you know Collideo is uh, starting to image and uh, you have these uh, satellites that are you know going up into space but you know maybe before that uh, if it would be great to know the kind of the timelines that you have in mind because obviously today you know building four satellites takes time realizing them uh, launching them given the uncertainties around launch industry that is still existing so maybe we'll address that first and uh, look at what kind of timelines you have for all of this and uh, you know then we'll probably move further on yeah uh, schedule uh, I, I would say statistics prove that uh, almost all the projects never hit schedule right so we are we are very aware of that but uh, currently the state of the art uh, technology and the approach that we have taken which is uh, satellite as a service right and in that we are acquiring the satellites from someone and we are putting our designed and integrated payloads on it and, and building the capacity in space so Thankfully, the system, the new space ecosystem and the COTS approach, very specifically the COTS approach has helped us to realize satellites in about 18 months, but not launch included, obviously. So we are looking at about two years from now in which we would be uh, uh, close to a launch pad with the first two out of our four satellites because we are launching it in phases, two plus two. Um, the first uh, in the quarter four of 2024, our uh, first launch phase will happen and following the next quarter we'll have two more added onto the fleet and uh, this execution uh, greatly um, um, is supported by a good community in in europe who understand the challenges of the semiconductor industry accessing the uh, supply chain logistics the everything but we have one good assurance that uh, uh, this is not an issue in, in the time frame that we have aimed for and we have commitments from uh, our partners that it, it can be done. Uh, coming to our payload uh, time uh, timeline, what we have established is a de-risking philosophy like you just talked about. Uh, we have approached that in our payload phase also. We are doing aircraft testing as of uh, January next year, early next year, we will be putting our payload on, on an aircraft and testing the imaging operations and concepts. So that gives us a very good foundation and, and uh, de-risking uh, the entire mission per se. And we are testing our on-orbit algorithms through our partners also because a lot of edge platforms are out there in space right now. So all you have to do is push uh, a few codes out there, right? So we have been uh, testing out a bunch of our algorithms and uh, very soon at the end of this year itself, we'll be testing some of our proprietary AIML codes, which have been developed in-house. Yeah. From a, again, a execution standpoint, uh, let's assume that you have all of these assets up in space and you have all of this, uh, you know, data that is coming down. Uh, and obviously, you know, two, two and a half years, uh, you know, Satchar hopefully would have also double, triple, quadrupled in the process, right? So maybe you have a lot of capacity to absorb all of this information by yourself. Is that the hope or are you also looking at uh, Collideo to be an independent uh, kind of an operator who will also start making this data available to other 
companies who also want to use this kind of data, right? Because at the end, you're then uh, generating another source for information in the market. And so what is the vision here? Is it more that uh, in two and a half years, you will have enough capacity to absorb so much of information? Or is it that, you know, let's use this as a launch pad to then be an independent data generation platform as well? Okay. Uh, during this next two, two and a half years, we are actively going to build our high resolution analytics portfolio inside Kalidio itself. Uh, what will happen once, once the constellation launches is the data input a pipeline will be seamlessly changed into the Argus feed, so to say. But that does not mean that we would not be in taking other forms of data where data fusion is necessary or insight level fusion is necessary. Uh, barring that, Apart from Shaxior's captive demand for the agri products and Kalidio's internal high resolution analytics products, um, all the archive data primarily would be available for, for you know, um, like a standard marketplace. But uh, it has to be kept in mind that this was, this constellation was designed with a very specific uh, intent in mind. It is, it is married for analytics ready products. So if you are uh, a product builder or, or uh, in the downstream segment who relies on analytics ready data uh, to build your solutions. This is the right platform to partner with us to accept a very easy to use analytics uh, ready data because we did not design it to just look and observe. We, we designed it to look and gather information, process it. Obviously we're doing our products, but we'll be happy to partner and give uh, data and share data to to enable the entire ecosystem to benefit and and uh, leverage their product building because in the end we have to grow together the more uh, solutions we unlock together the more market we tap into it's it's a win-win for everyone there is obviously all kinds of new data that is up and coming and you know Kaladio you're focusing on more of the optical side and you know today people are doing uh, high resolution SAR and you know people are trying to do thermal and so many other new bands hyperspectral imagery in higher resolution and so on. So what are your uh, you know, generic thoughts around these aspects because um, obviously you know there is some unique new value that every new data set is bringing but may not unlock a lot of applications unless it is done at a certain resolution uh, for a lot of the applications, right? So, um, I mean, obviously you have now said that we are starting with the optical side of things and so on. So uh, how do you see this evolving in the market? And, you know, is there also a future where you say that uh, we will diversify into these other bands based on the evolution of this product or so on? Okay, uh, let's let's break it down into two parts. The first part is obviously where do we sit uh, in, in the entire uh, ecosystem where there are so many data sets available. We see these data sets as complementary um, to our data because what we have is just a small piece of the pie in terms of what we can see from space. So we need access to all these data and thankfully everybody is contributing to it in, in India especially we have a lot of people uh, building for the hyperspectral some are on the way to getting SAR capabilities into space very soon and uh, sensors are being uh, iterated and developed so all these data streams are are fed into our product 
on the application segment directly where we do multi data fusion we already have done it in the past in in satsure as uh, the classic example would be our cygnus right which which uses um, optical imagery um, and sar imagery and does uh, ai ml based reconstruction to get data when uh, weather is bad you you have extreme cloud cover but you can use sar imagery and uh, take a template of optical imagery from the past to build a um, so called reengineered data yes so similar such approaches would be in our pipeline and this is part of our technology roadmap also that we will be building on the software side of segments and product side data fusion uh, capabilities um, by partnering with suppliers of different data sets uh beyond that yes in in the future we do have plans to launch other types of sensors uh but it is it will be in collaboration and uh, uh by judging the right market fit at that point in time depending on where the industry has moved forward what is the appetite and what makes more commercial sense because we are not targeting 100% of the market to like, grasp all of it we want that 80 20 rule where you know that 20% can solve 80 20% of the uh uh what do you say the capabilities can solve 80% of the problems that's actually a very good answer uh, you know when you look at it uh, as to what people are approaching in different uh, things so from uh, you know what you are saying everything looks uh, you know very well planned and very well thought through and also you have the demand that is then uh, coming through all of this uh, from where you stand today how do you see this market evolving because at the end for every application that you are building there is a certain uh, ground truthing and the absorption of the solution by a certain uh, you know end user at the end and then if it's an enterprise uh, testing it out with their system and uh, you know their end customers realizing the value of the whole thing um you know is it still early days for earth observation in terms of uh, achieving scale at enterprise uh, level or is it already there and it's only about uh, having uh, you know executing the scale with them and the bottleneck there is data or so on uh, you know what are your thoughts around these things and how do you see this evolving in the next 3 uh, to 5 years then let me break it down into uh, the themes that i see would play out primarily or, or is my prediction at least uh, is is an understanding that um, the solution has to be um, verticalized ie you have to go down to a segment in in the commercial side let's say for example infrastructure you have to do a full holistic vertical integration across that segment in itself or precision agriculture or climate because you have to tune the data sets to a specific problem statement you cannot have uh, uh encompass one envelope one big umbrella that can cater to all the segments in the industry is just not going to work so once you have this you will have very specific uh players coming in trying to verticalize in that segment so let's say someone tomorrow wants to address only precision agriculture so they would build sensors or want to have a control over assets and do a backward vertical integration based on the solutions whatever like the way we are thinking of is is build that capacity in house and the other segment uh, that that obviously would come into picture is collaborations yeah it has to be a collaborative field where everybody needs to have that awareness first of all that uh, data sets are complementary they are all part of the same big puzzle and the right if you marry them 
the right way the the solutions are uh, or, or let's say the best way to put it just sum is more than the sum of its parts like it's it's way much more it's just one plus one becomes probably three or four it it will happen like that and that is very um, uh, unique in itself that the level of insights now we are we are in a phase of awareness let me put it that it's not not an emerging um field anymore that we have gone way past that we are now in a field of get, being more self aware is understanding that where it makes more commercial sense how to find the right product market fit and what is that gtm strategy whether it is through partnerships either it may be through big software enterprise providers like you know you have uh, accenture like for example recently investing into pixel so these are the kind of trends which will pick up more is in understanding that uh don't have, don't try to do it all necessarily build that right collaboration right framework and uh work with others all right so it's been a fascinating uh, you know half an hour plus talking to you maybe one last final question before we end um you know given that you already have plans for the next 3 to 5 years clearly uh what do you see yourself achieving in the next 10 year time frame as uh, impact uh you know across the sector Okay so this is this is where the foundation of Calidio came from the understanding that we want to deliver value from every bit downloaded from space so it will always be our endeavor that whatever we send and and the data we collect has a purpose we are not going to let it rot in cloud we don't want that so whatever data that we want to um uh, image and do is going to be entirely customer and industry uh, based um, uh, decision making so it has to be a collaborative we we understand your problems we want to talk to you and build the right solution that fits for you beyond that yes increasing the entire capability and unlocking new markets and market fits both so in terms of geographies we want to uh, be be uh, make our presence in in a lot of the new uh, segments obviously that would mean going uh, and trying to work in other developed and so called uh, western countries also which we recently did with satsure as part of the oci acquisition um, but beyond that um, in the technology side of very specific things we want to add new sensor portfolios um, build more ai ml insight based uh, uh solution building because you can leverage so much data from space if you have a cloud uh you know capability there so if if uh, that picks up a lot more as is anticipated and we are very uh, um gung ho about it is we have more teraflops of capacity building in space of uh, uh processing or churning out more image analytics then that is uh, brilliant for us because we can access more data we can give you more insights at scale at value and seamlessly so arpan thank you very much for spending the time with us and uh, talking extensively about your plans i think uh, what you guys are doing is uh, i mean extremely uh, ambitious and obviously you know you're doing it at scale so i wish you very good luck in building through the process and i think uh, satyor and kalidio both stand as uh, one of the torch bearers for new space in india so i think you guys are proving a very big point that uh, you know private sector and new space in india can build very large businesses 
based on satellite as well as uh, space applications that not just serve the local market but you know to scale that scales to the entire world in that sense so congratulations on all the progress and i look forward to you know maybe doing another episode in a couple of years as you are ready getting getting to the launch pad and uh, see what the excitement is like at that point of time thank you again thank you and thank you for having me here thank you for listening in to this episode of the new space india podcast if you enjoyed this conversation please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it you'll be able to find the new space india podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using including apple google spotify youtube and others do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically i'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast which will help others discover it thank you for listening in again and the next episode will be out in the next 2 weeks as usual